Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Unbelievable! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana basketball. Smart takes the shot! And the Hoosiers with three seconds. Go ahead. Indiana wins the championship. Keith Smart is the hero. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my Now here's your host, Matt Dennison. It's Indiana, what I feel is the pinnacle, the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball. Hello and welcome in. Monday edition of the program. Busy hour today. Let's look at the show lineup, a service of Honey Baked Tam in New Albany. In segment one today, we've got a guest, Coach Mark Lieberman of the Ville TBT, the basketball tournament, the $1 million prize package for the winning team. They will tip off Tuesday night at Freedom Hall. And you know, as we've discussed in recent weeks, especially since the close of the NBA Summer League, where we were all following Trace Jackson Davis and Jalen hood Chafino, you've got the recruiting stuff going, but things have really slowed down from a basketball perspective. And in this area of Kentuckiana, this region, we follow basketball year-round. So the TBT is something that uh, I think is a, a very interesting concept. I went to the million-dollar championship game last year in Dayton, saw a team from Buffalo of alumni players, primarily from the University of Buffalo, win a $1 million prize to split among their team live in person. It was interesting. It was exciting. It was exhilarating. And now Coach Lieberman will try to lead a team of former UofL players, for the most part, to a $1 million prize as well. And Freedom Hall in Louisville getting the opportunity to host a regional this year. And, of course, as we've also discussed in recent weeks, when are we going to see an Indiana University alumni team get in this deal as well? And I think Coach Lieberman and what uh, he is doing, some of those folks in Louisville are doing with the uh, Louisville players, is an outstanding example of how to bring some basketball excitement uh, to your college program here in a slow time. Also, later today, Zach Osterman of the Indianapolis Star will stop in. We'll talk the latest with IU basketball and football. And then Chad Gilbert, athletic director at Charlestown High School, IHSA executive board member. We've got local sports on tap with Chad. High school football just around the corner. We are weeks away from scrimmages and another week beyond that uh, from Friday Night Lights, the week one of the regular season. It's hard to believe school. Some start back later this week. Most start back sometime next week. Crazy to think that the summer, as far as kids being out of school, is coming to a close here in southern Indiana. That's the lineup, a service of Honey Baked Tam in New Albany. Don't forget to check out their dinner package deals, which are being offered. You can dine in, take them to go, and curbside service is still available as well at Honey Baked Tam in New Albany. A reminder, the Thornton's text line is open. That number, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. If you've got a question, a comment for Coach Lieberman on the Ville and the TBT, now's the time to get it in. Zach Osterman on IU coming up later. Local stuff with Chad, 502-414-1450. If you're looking for an icy cold thirst quencher to keep your day going in the right direction, right now at Thornton's, all 32-ounce fountain drinks and smaller are only 89 cents. You heard it right, only 89 cents. So come in today and grab a fountain drink from Thornton's. Mark Lieberman, coach of the Ville, former college coach as well, basketball guy, all the way around with us here in the opening segment of our Monday program. Coach, I know it's a busy and we hope an exciting week for you and your team. Thanks for taking a couple minutes to join us. Of course, Matt. Uh, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been hectic, but in a fun way. We've uh, you know, just been having about four or five days of preparation, and that's, that's not the usual for a lot of these teams. We've been blessed to have these guys in town and to work on all the little things. So hopefully that shows up on uh, Tuesday night for our first game. 
Absolutely looking forward to it. 7 p.m. tip-off at Freedom Hall, historic Freedom Hall in Louisville. Coach, before we get into your team in this TBT tournament, and some great action I saw over the weekend, especially the comeback by the Wichita State alumni team on Saturday night. Uh, can you talk a little bit about how this deal came together in Louisville, getting some of these former players together and this idea, this dream of competing for a million dollars with a Louisville alumni team happen? Yeah, so uh, I, I believe a couple years ago they tried to put it together. It just didn't come to fruition. So this year, put a team together, and it started with just you know Luke Hancock and myself, and then um, a company, Wasteology, that that wanted to sponsor us. And then it just it branched out from there. Obviously, we wanted to get some of the heavy hitters, so we got in touch with Peyton Siva and Russ Smith and Kyle Couric, and just working out some of the details with those guys because. It comes at a time where a lot of those guys are playing professional basketball. So to work out all the logistics, it, it, it was a process, Matt. I'm not going to lie to you to get this all to come together. And then you add guys like Shane and Wayne Blackshear and Anawaku, um, you know, Rakeem Buckles and Dylan Avar. So we, we were able to get uh, the, uh, a crux of, of Louisville players. And then how this works is 80% of your roster is from your, from your actual um, alumni team, and then we were able to put in guys like Nick Mayo, Omar Pruitt. Those guys have helped us as well immensely. And, and honestly, Matt, the, the one of the reasons that the TBT was so excited about having us as one of their um, premier teams in this in this event is that they want to build a Kentucky TBT team. They want to have an Indiana TBT team. That is definitely on their radar. Um, over the weekend, UConn, um, I believe it was either a booster or somebody from their um, from their um, NIL situation has already announced that they're going to put together a Connecticut team for next year. So this stuff is growing. I think what, what the ultimate plan for the TBT is to have mostly former college players playing, representing their programs. Because you saw at Wichita, it was just electric. And it's been that way at most of those places. And I think ticket sales right now, are hovering around 6,500, 7,000 tickets for our game on Tuesday night. So that's just fantastic. Yeah, that's outstanding. Mark Lieberman, he's coaching the Ville, this million-dollar The Basketball Tournament. What a name, TBT, and their opening round in the Louisville Regional is Tuesday night. Coach, you have coached uh, college basketball. You have been around basketball in our, all parts of our country. Uh, when I think about recruiting and getting players to the next level, player development, you were a guy in our area that I think of first. So how good is TBT basketball as you watch some of the opening games late last week and over the weekend as you work with your team this isn't just an adult league where you get a couple big name guys that years back had some good games or good careers this to me seems like really high level basketball filling a void here in the summertime these guys are playing at such a high level you look out throughout the tournament these guys are still playing professionally overseas you know, people who watch the summer league, and, and those games are, are pretty good um, for the most part. But you look at the TBT, and you have so many good players, so many former players from their own school. And the pride they're playing for, it's like every possession is like their last breath. So, like, this group, I mean, you know, I talk to these guys, too. It's like I gave my 43,000 speech to this group, and these guys have heard over 15,000 talks and that kind of stuff. They get it. It's not like, you know, and then look, I've enjoyed high school basketball. I've enjoyed coaching college basketball. These guys are pros. You explain something, they get it. And almost when we're out there, it organically happens because these guys have seen everything. And so when we're running plays, when we're going over defensive schemes, it really is a joy um, to be around guys who really grasp the game in every aspect. And it makes it so competitive because you have so many good players. I mean, you look at these rosters. I mean, it's just, it's loaded. And even if they're not familiar names, these guys are having really successful careers overseas. And for the first time, I think they have 80 former NBA players playing in the TBT this year. 
Wow, great stuff. Mark Lieberman, our guest here in the opening segment. And also, how special is this for you, Coach? Because I think most know that you played a role at Louisville on Coach Patino's staff in some of those really special years. How neat is it for you to get these guys back together, to be their coach once again, to do this for something greater than themselves or the team, maybe for the city of Louisville, given some of the -the off-the-court circumstances around that team? How special, how neat has this been for you? I forgot how much fun it was to yell at Shane Bahannon <laughs> and Raheem Buckles. So, like that, that part if, if that's all I get out of this, it's been a blast just to scream at those guys in practice. Um, but really, it's you know just getting to coach up Peyton and Russ and Kyle and 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 just be around those guys for the for the time that we have. Yeah, you can just it's just you're you're revisiting the past you're you're going down memory lane it's great and these guys are embracing everything that we're doing they've been fantastic so yeah being a part of a, a final four team and getting to coach these guys like I did 10 or 11 years ago and to do it again that's a very rare feat a lot of times you see situations where you have old timers games or guys come back and and they're being honored but in this situation, these guys are playing at a high level, so they're being honored. And you know, we have a we have a bunch of guys. I think eight guys who made elite eights on our roster. And for those guys to be together and to play together, it's been an absolute joy. These guys have have really um, just gone beyond my expectations as far as what I expected coming in. Um, there's been no egos. They checked that at the door. We've talked about an instant culture and just as far as doing all the little things right. So for me, yeah, it's been coaching pros. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's not easy. It, it's still the same stuff. You've got to teach details. You've got to be meticulous. But um, it's been a blast. Absolutely. Mark Lieberman, coach of The Ville uh, in the TBT. They open Tuesday night, 7 p.m. at Freedom Hall. They'll take on War Ready, a Auburn alumni team. Coach, what can you tell us about the Auburn team you're going to place uh, face on Tuesday? And then are there any other players or teams to watch in this Louisville region? Because, you know, the game on Tuesday, it's not just your team. There are some games before and I believe one after. So fans can get out early, stay late, and see a lot of basketball, not just The Ville. Oh yeah, there's um, there's the Gators, uh, Florida Gators alumni team, and they have Corey Brewer, who was a huge part of their Final Four team, and I believe played eight years in the NBA. Um, Eberlein Drive, I believe, plays after us. They are just loaded. They have AJ Slaughter, who played at Western Kentucky and is is uh, just thriving overseas. He's a heck of a player. They have uh, Jack Johnson, who I believe is the G League rebounding leader. So he's a is a young big. He's about seven feet. He's He's got a chance to be a pro, so that will be our second-round matchup if we're able to get past uh, the War Eagle squad, which is, you know, they won their first TBT game last year, and they play extremely hard. They're made up of, obviously, a bunch of guys who played high-major college basketball. So, yeah, our first-round game, I don't think people realize how good these games are. When if they come out, you know, the, 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 the slate of games is just tremendous. And I guess if you get a ticket, you're able, you know, it's for, for just almost like the NCAA tournament, you get a, you know, that, that, those first two games. You get two games for one with a ticket. But honestly, um, these, this region, it's, it's not going to be easy. It's not like, okay, they just gave us, um, an easy road to get to the final four. We're going to have to really do our work. And for people to come out and see these games, and I know there's the first rounds on ESPN plus. And after that, it'll be televised on ESPN2, ESPNU, and ESPN. But honestly, this, this is a, a tremendous region um, of some really, really good teams. All right, great stuff. Mark Lieberman, coach of The Ville. They will play Tuesday night, 7 o'clock, against the War Eagle team, the Auburn alumni team. Coach, while we've got you, I've got to pick your brain on a couple other basketball things, if that's okay. Sure. Let's start Trace Jackson Davis and Jalen hood Jafino. A lot of Indiana fans listening, I'm sure, to this program. Uh, Your thoughts on their college careers and how that could translate to the NBA and their respective situations. You know, I, I I got to watch a little bit of the summer league, and um, you know, I, I think I think both those guys just had to find their niche, and it's such an adjustment. And I talked to our guys who are on this, who are on our group, and 
some of the pro guys that, that I've worked with, you know, um, just back to the Louisville side quickly, you know, David Johnson's been working out um, with us as well, and he signed um, with the Grizzlies to go to summer camp. And if you can find – and Luke Hancock, look, he, he, he had a year in the NBA. If you can find your niche, and I'm sure both those guys, you know, uh, would love to have been drafted higher, but if you go to training camp and if you get the opportunity to find a role and you're a great teammate, and both those guys' skill sets are tremendous. I, you know, um, even with Davis, I thought he would go higher. But, you know, he's just got to understand, hey, it's constant development. And when they get to the NBA, it is, it's all business. You know, it's, it's their job. When you're a college athlete, you're dealing with, with from classes to all the other things that go around with being a college student. Now you've got to be professional. And one of the biggest things that some of our guys, guys talked about was just taking care of your body. I mean, Kyle Couric here, he's like on TB12, like Tom Brady's plan. Like he doesn't eat anything that's, <laughs> that's not, um, you know, uh, validated by, you know, the nutritional board. Like he's taking care of his body. And that's the biggest thing for those guys to understand. It's a daily process. I think they're, they're both really good players. Haven't watched them. Um, throughout their college careers, I think the biggest adjustment for them is understanding how to become pros, and that's not an easy task. One other question, Coach Lieberman, obviously spending so many years around Rick Pitino, and you spent a lot of years with his son Richard as well as one of his Mm -hmm. assistants. Uh, So you know how this stuff works at a high level. You've been around great players, helped develop great players. Mike Woodson at Indiana, he's been there a few years. There seems to be some positive momentum both on the court with NIL, with recruiting, and the other areas of college basketball that are so important in today's game. Is Coach Woodson the guy at Indiana? Is he going to be in there for the long haul and help turn things around and maybe help Indiana make some sort of run in the tournament down the line? Look, I think they've had um, some good years, and I know they want to go from good to great. Um, I think the talent influx that they had from the off season and getting the young man who came from Duke, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a big get. And what he can do, and it was the same thing that Rick Pitino did, is that he was a pro coach. So when you have that, you can sell your guys about, you know, and it's almost convincing them this is what it takes to be a pro. Because, look, every kid that goes to a high major school like Indiana, they want to become professionals. They all want to be, they all think they're going to be pros. They all want to become pros. And from, you know, and, I, and look, I, Jordan Holes, I, I got to coach him in TPT four years ago, and I know he's part of the staff as well, and I've developed a relationship with him. And, you know, he and I have some casual conversations, and he, he really believes they're heading in the right direction. I think Coach Woodson um, can really get these guys where they need to be. And, of course, look, they ran into a buzzsaw last year with Miami, which was a really, really good team. Um, and if he can get that, look, it, it, they're measured by how far you go in the NCAA tournament. He can get them to the Sweet 16. I think that, that'll put to rest all the talk about him not being the guy, because I really believe that he's got a plan, he's got a vision, you can see it, talking to people in that program. I think they're, they're on the, the right track, and uh, um, I wish them the best of success. I think they're, they're right there, and it's just, it's just so hard to win those tournament games, but if he can get, you know, go to the Sweet 16, get a little past that and so on, then I think everybody will realize that he's the guy to lead them for years to come. Mark Lieberman, coach of the Ville. Coach, best of luck. This should be should be a fun week for you guys. A lot of folks in southern Indiana, a lot of friends I know you have over here, Louisville fans and otherwise, pulling for you guys. Enjoy it, and we'll see you in Freedom Hall on Tuesday night. I appreciate that, Matt. I hope we get to talk throughout the week because we're still playing. Absolutely. So we'll see what happens. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on, Matt. Really appreciate it. And, uh, um, you know, I know you do great stuff, and, uh, your show's fantastic, so thanks for having me on. Thank you very much. Mark Lieberman, the coach of the Ville. The TBT, I watched it over the weekend, as you know Coach Lieberman did. It was fantastic. The Wichita State, I think Aftershock is their team name. They were outstanding. Uh, comeback they had. Uh, didn't play outstanding in the early parts of the game, but it's it's growing every year. And to hear Coach Lieberman talk about Indiana and Kentucky, the sights uh, on those college programs to have uh, legacy teams or alumni teams in the TBT in future seasons, that's outstanding. Can you imagine a regional at Freedom Hall with a U.K. team there? Louisville team, obviously, is the host, and Indiana as well. 
that would be a lot of fun here in the latter part of July, early part of August, and you, you got to believe that they could put together a team that could win the thing. So uh, good luck to Coach Lieberman. Of course, a lot of people may remember his name. He spent one year at Floyd Central, kind of a transitional year for him. Uh, that's when I got to know him. That's when we connected and have stayed in touch uh, basically ever since. But he is a basketball guy through and through and uh, definitely someone that uh, fits the bill for this type of deal with the TBT. Uh, he could be a college coach really at any level, lots of connections, opportunities, but wanting to stay in this area right now. But uh, good luck to Coach Lieberman for sure in the Ville. It'll be fun to see how they do on Tuesday night. We'll head to a commercial break. We're back with Zach Osterman of the Indianapolis Star after this on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. McAllister's Deli, where it's made fresh for you. The dining room is open, providing a safe environment following all state and CDC guidelines. Download the McAllister's app to order carryout or delivery. Visit any of our 11 area locations for the regional favorite. Every regional favorite is handcrafted and made to order using fresh, high-quality ingredients. We promise that every generous portion will be served with a smile as big as the one it'll leave on your face. McAllister's Deli. High school sports teach so much more than just the fundamentals of the game. They also teach the fundamentals of life, like the power of belief. I'm Robert Falkins. And I'm Carrie Rosati. We're both assistant commissioners of the IHSAA. In the second classroom of high school sports, student-athletes understand hard work pays off, and they learn to be proud of their effort, no matter the outcome. Successful student-athletes support their teammates and learn to always do the right thing. And most importantly, they learn to always believe in themselves. When high school sports keep education in front of athletics, these fundamental beliefs outweigh the idea of winning at all costs. That's why high school sports are a transformative and invaluable part of every student-athlete's education. Buy a ticket to your high school's athletic events and show student-athletes that you'll always believe in them too. This is the power of belief. This is the power of high school sports. This is your IHSAA. High interest rates may be the norm everywhere else. But right now at Genesis Diamonds, we're always thinking about our customers, and we've decided to slash interest rates down to zero. Zero percent for five years. That means you can get those diamond earrings, that designer engagement ring, or that luxury pre-owned Rolex, and spread your payments over five whole years without paying a dime in interest. Birthdays, anniversaries, just because gifts starting as low as $35 a month. And that's with zero down. Now through July 1st only. And only at Genesis Diamonds. Shelbyville Road Plaza. Approved credit. See store for details. When design is key to your landscape project, give Walnut Ridge Landscape and Design a call at 812-288-6691. Walnut Ridge has more experience than any landscape company in the area. Remember, Walnut Ridge Landscape and Design. When design is key to your project and you want the most experienced landscaping company in the area, give Walnut Ridge a call at 812-288-6691. Walnut Ridge Landscape and Design. When design is key. In times of financial uncertainty, how can you stay on track? Call on someone who's invested in your success. I'm Scott Aldridge, your Jeffersonville Edward Jones Financial Advisor. At Edward Jones, we believe in building a complete picture of your financial life, including your unique goals and passions, so we can help you work toward achieving what's most important to you. Call me at 812-282-0000 or visit edwardjones.com to get started today. Edward Jones, member SIPC. Are you tired of fast food burgers and fries and looking for a healthier option? Why not try one of the freshly made sandwiches at the Honey Baked Ham Company? They offer an assortment of delicious sandwiches, freshly made sides, and mouth-watering cookies. You can grab a box to go or dine in their cozy cafe. They also offer several lunch catering offers as well. Call the store, 812-941-9426. Or visit them at 3602 Northgate Court, Suite 23 in New Albany. Mitch Craig Heating and Cooling, serving the Kentuckiana area, specializing in residential changeouts. Mitch Craig Heating and Cooling offers free second opinions. If you get some bad news from your heating and air guy, call Mitch Craig Heating and Cooling. 812-786-0469 for a second opinion. Call Mitch Craig Heating and Cooling. Again, 812-786-0469.
We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. You know, a basketball hero around here is treated like a god. I mean, I- Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. You know, most people would kill to be treated like a god just for a few moments. Here's Matt Dennison. All right, we're back on this Monday edition of the program. The Thornton's text line is open. That number, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. If you have a question on IU basketball, football, whatever it may be for Zach, now's the time to send it in on the Thornton's text line. And Zach uh, Osterman of the Indianapolis Star, welcome to the program. Before we get into some IU basketball stuff, as we seem to do each week, I want to make sure I give Scott Rowland, former IU baseball, uh, or I should say legend in our state at Jasper, uh, a mention. I know that he was recently inducted into the Indiana Baseball Hall of Fame. Let me get this correct, the National Baseball Hall of Fame. And I know that uh, he obviously has a role on the support staff right now, I believe, of IU baseball. So a legendary figure in sports in our state over the years and a legendary baseball player right out of Jasper in southern Indiana. Yeah, and one of those people that um, you talk to people who saw him play, you know, any sport. I know he was really, really good at basketball. I think he, was, I think he was committed to play basketball and baseball both at Georgia. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, that would have been um, when Tubby was still at Georgia, and Georgia was actually pretty good at basketball. Um, but you talk to people who saw Roland in high school, they'll tell you that, that he did, you know, that, that they speak of him almost breathlessly. You know, they'll, they'll tell you that he did some things that, that they never thought, you know, that they'd never seen a, a high school athlete do just, just to the, the total package of, you know, sort of being one of those, one of those, one of those um, players that you feel like could have been good at almost anything. You know, if, if, if he'd chosen to stick with basketball, he would have excelled at that. If he'd chosen another sport, he would have excelled at that. I, you know, I, I, maybe a, uh, a more sort of contemporary comparison. I think of that's what I always felt about Gary Harris. I saw Gary Harris, and I just I'd watch him play football, I'd watch him play basketball, and I just think whatever he wanted to be good at, he could be good at um, athletically. And obviously, Scott Rowland wound up being um, one of the the best third basemen, you know, frankly of his generation. I don't say this just as a, as a Braves fan. Um, I think Roland is, is sometimes unfairly overlooked because he played opposite Chipper Jones for a very long time, and, and Chipper Jones, as a player, is, is you know arguably one of the best third basemen, maybe one of the top three switch hitters in, in, in baseball history. Um, and and I think sometimes Chipper probably I won't say overshadowed Roland, but because the, the Braves had that thing going in the '90s and early 2000s and. Chipper was one of the more prominent stars in the league. Um, I think people didn't really appreciate how good Scott Rowland was, but if you, I mean, I, I will absolutely go to bat if you want the, you know, the the, the standard numbers: three hundred sixteen home runs, a career OPS of eight fifty five. If he was like a something like an eight time, seven eight time Gold Glover, seven eight time All Star, won a World Series. And if you want to look at the advanced stuff, he had a career wins above replacement over 70. Um, I mean, he had years where defensively he was the best player in Major League Baseball defensively. And that's, that's you know, that's even, again, irrespective of, of what he did offensively. You know, but in, in, in this is baseball reference, in 2004, um, he had the highest defense-specific wins above replacement of any player in baseball at any position. That's remarkable. Um, and that's, and, and frankly, it's, it's in particular, it's remarkable at what we would consider a premium defensive position, but perhaps not the premium defensive position insofar as center fielders, shortstops, they usually have more opportunities to rack up sort of those, those moments that build numbers like that, you know, rolling, playing third base and still being that effective defensively. He was a remarkable player and, and his hall of fame candidacy is, is tremendously earned. I think it's the exact role at Indiana baseball director of player development. I often forget he's there. What a what a big deal for IU baseball to have a legend and a Hall of Famer uh, on their staff as Scott Rowland. 
Yeah, and I mean, it, you know, it's, it's funny, too. Like, he just he keeps a fairly low profile within that program. He keeps a fairly low profile. I'll just kind of see him around town. I think he's got a place out on the lake. Um, and, you know, when, when he's around, it's never, you know, uh, you, you're never like, oh, my God, it's Scott Rowling. He's just, he's just a guy who lives in Bloomington, you know, out with his family, his wife, his kids, whatever. Um, and, and you're right. I mean, it, it's also worth saying he, he's not just the, the, on staff, the, the team facility there is, is named for him. Um, I, I'm almost certain because of, um, a naming gift that he promised during the building of the new stadium about, what, 10, 12 years ago. So, I mean, you know, he's, he is directly tied into that, that program in, in any number of ways. And, Obviously, he didn't play in Indiana, and baseball is always a little bit of a, you know, kind of a different sport for this. And I, again, I know he was committed to Georgia, but the point is, you can, you know, because you can go go to college and, and take that route, but you can also just go straight out of high school, which is, of course, what Roland elected to do. Um, you can get to a you know a place where you, um, you can maybe associate with the program because of where you're from, as much as because did you play there or whatever. You know, obviously being from Jasper, I think IU and. and Congratulations to him. Zach, another uh, kind of more general topic I wanted to start our Monday conversation with is it looks like uh, some key Republican and key Democratic senators are partnering together for a federal NIL bill, which would standardize NIL procedures, preempt state law, and help protect NCAA to allow them to create rules to actually enforce the bill. Can you talk a little bit about this and how this could affect or change or maybe simmer down a little bit NIL and how wild it is right now in the world of college sports? Yeah, I mean, it is. um, I think that the big piece of this that, kind of got, I think that maybe the two real sort of footholds that this this bill that you're talking about, um, Richard Blumenthal, Jerry Moran, and Cory Booker, Democrat from Connecticut, Republican from Kansas, Democrat from New Jersey, um, respectively, um, this this particular bill, this, this piece of legislation, I think that the two footholds it grabbed were one, as you said, it was bipartisan. And, and one of the many holdups for NIL legislation at the federal level has been essentially a disagreements, usually on or along partisan lines, uh, around basically what the federal government should be legislating and, and just how wide-ranging or all-encompassing an NIL bill or NIL law should be. Um, and then the other thing I think is in kind of this, this I guess, the, the the proposed creation of this, I think it was called the College Athletics, and forgive me, I was on vacation last week, but I think it's called the College Athletics Corporation, like the idea basically being essentially almost, um, I mean, would it, would it be like a companion governing body to the NCAA? Would it essentially replace the NCAA? The point is it it, it sort of laid out this framework for the idea that, um, that, it would create some sort of enforcement arm around, in particular, NIL that would that would sort of take that away from the NCAA. And if it, you know, it was in federal legislation, it would probably have a lot more force and effect than things like subpoena power and investigative procedure and things like that. Um, and there are a variety of other things that, you know, I think, I think there was, there were proposals around basically the expansion of, of agent involvement with athletics. And, and obviously there would need to be certifications and things as there always are. Um, you know, there, I think there would be, uh, more freedom for athletes to, um, um, to, to, I think to, if I'm not mistaken, to basically gain some, some sort of after-the-fact health insurance coverage or support um, on that, you know, on that 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 front if they get hurt, and, and so a number of different things, and, and things that did seem to blend a little bit more of kind of what we've seen in some of the Republican proposals with some of the Democrat proposals. Having said that, um, and I, I'm 
I'm trying not to sound overly skeptical. Um, I'm, I am still, though, <laughs> somewhat skeptical of um, the idea that federal name, name, image, and likeness legislation is ever going to get anywhere meaningful, certainly in the, in the window of time that we're probably talking about here, in terms of the reality that um, you have you know, challenges that it should push us toward a revenue-sharing model sooner rather than later. You have challenges to the idea of athletes, um, athletes as employees, and those different kinds of things. And those things are already moving through the courts right now. And one of the big reasons why Congress has blanched at really taking on NIL in the last two years is because of the Supreme Court's Alston decision. And the Alston decision itself is not, and I'm not, I'm, forgive me, I'm, I'm going on a bit here, but it's important to say the Alston decision in and of itself did not deal with NIL. It dealt with something else related to athlete compensation and athlete opportunities. But it absolutely, and I have talked to people in Congress about this, it absolutely created an environment where Congress looks at individual state laws, it looks at the National Labor Relations Board's attitude toward the possibility of, for example, certifying athletes' unions, of treating athletes in certain sports, football, and possibly men's basketball as employees with a you know, federally guaranteed employee status, and it looks at the Supreme Court's you know, fr rather frank repudiation of the NCAA's arguments for amateurism and, and crucially for an antitrust exemption that allows the NCAA to essentially get away with artificially capping these sorts of earning opportunities without running afoul of antitrust laws. And Congress has been very wary of trying to pass anything that might wind up kicked all the way back up to the Supreme Court and have the Supreme Court say, no, we told you all of this really in our minds was, was just aggressively antitrust. This is not going to work. And my point here is I just think that Congress, it is interesting to see senators from, from both parties coming together on this, and there are some interesting pieces of this, this legislation. It does still feel like Congress would just have to move too slowly and too increment, incrementally through this to get anywhere meaningful before the next big wave gets in all this. That would be my guess right now. Zach Osterman of the Indianapolis Star with us talking about a potential federal NIL bill, which would be interesting and I think needed for sure. Uh, Zach, I do want to get to IU basketball for a moment before we end our segment. I saw that a couple reports out there that uh, Miami transfer graduate transfer Anthony Walker uh, is set to arrive in Bloomington today, I believe. If memory serves correct that he maybe have some uh, academic obligations or summer school obligations to finish at Miami so he could be a graduate transfer and come to Indiana? Is that what maybe the holdup was to get him there? Because he is the last piece of the team coming in for next season uh, as far as arriving on campus. Yeah, I, I believe that's right. Um, and and it's worth you know remembering that you want to do the graduate transfer route you, I mean, it sounds simple, but you have to, you have to, you know, if you want to transfer from, if you want to do a Kalo Ware didn't transfer from Oregon to Indiana, you need to complete your, your spring courses, you need to be in, in good academic standing, all those sorts of things, but you can just kind of move on and, and you can, you can, you know, kind of connect the dots of, of your academic career wherever you want in terms of this is what I majored in, these are the classes that I, I, I took and passed at Oregon, and that's how I'm going to sort of plug those into what I want to do at Indiana and so forth. If you want to be a graduate transfer, you have to physically graduate from your university. And I think we saw a, a small handful of players, high-profile players, that wound up having to make alternate sort of arrangements through the portal kind of this spring and summer because the, the schools they wanted to go to, for whatever reason, couldn't accommodate them immediately um, as graduate transfers. And I think, I think that, um, I think that. From Indiana's perspective, this was always my impression was this was always kind of understood, and, and so this, this this isn't something where everybody's been sitting around saying, "Geez, when are we going to get him here?" Um, but it is, I think, you know, just getting the whole sort of set completed and getting the whole team on campus is, is always going to feel like a positive. I think. 
All right, Zach Osterman, the Indianapolis Star. Zach, before we let you go, I know you've had some time away this summer to uh, recharge and uh, prepare for a, a, an aggressive season of football and basketball ahead. But are you beginning now as we approach August 1st here in a week or so, are you beginning to feel like it's college football time and uh, obviously a lot of interest in the Big Ten this year, Ohio State and Indiana fans trying to figure out what this Indiana team could look like and maybe what to expect this season and where things are headed with Tom Allen as the head coach. But are you getting that college football itch, and are you beginning to feel the change from basketball and all the other things behind us now uh, to the college football season? I mean, I'm sitting here looking at my app on sports preview trying to figure out who I'm voting for all Big Ten <laughs> uh, preseason stuff. So, I mean, I would I would hope so. Um it's, uh, you know, I mean, media days are Wednesday and Thursday, and the Big Ten is always one of the last conferences to do it, to hold its media days. Um, Indiana opens practice next week. I think next Tuesday or Wednesday will be Indiana's first fall practice. I mean, you know, we're off, man. I mean, it, you know, it's, it's funny. Like it, 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 This is basically the end of my summer. <laughs> in the sense that I can't plan trips, you know, from from late July onward because there's media days and then there's fall camp and there's all these different things. Um, and things get calm for a little while because there's no vacation, kids go back to school, but I'm also not on the road yet and, and all that. Um, but having said that, you know, I mean, it's, it's we are going to, I mean, we are going to be off and running. I mean, it's, it's, it goes, it goes very quickly once it starts moving, and um, you know Indiana's Indiana's opener against Ohio State. I think that's September fourth. It'll be the first uh, September second. Excuse me. It'll be the first uh, Big Ten game on CBS in the afternoon. Uh, so that'll be that'll be a weird one, people. That the the CBS intro music won't be coming in over um, won't be coming in over SEC football anymore. It'll be coming over in over the Big Ten. That'll be a bit strange. But one way or another, um, it's it is starting very much. It, even as hot as it is, it's starting to feel very much like football season. Yeah, for sure. Zach Osterman, the Indianapolis Star. Zach, always appreciate you helping us uh, start the week, and we'll talk with you again next Monday. Sounds good. Talk to you soon. All right, Zach Osterman, the Indianapolis Star. He's with us Mondays on the show. We'll head to a quick commercial break. And when we come back, Chad Gilbert, he's the athletic director at Charlestown High School, IHSA executive board member as well. And you want to talk about busy high school athletic directors are gearing up for a busy football and fall sports season as school gets back in session here very soon at most of the school systems across southern Indiana. We'll head to a break. Chad is next. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Plumbers, pipe fitters, welders, and HVAC technicians of Local 502's commitment to excellence can be seen in our community every day. The KFC Yum Center, Ford Motor Company, and the Omni Hotel are just a few examples of their professional craftsmanship. Local 502 has been part of our community for over a century and invests over $1 million annually training skilled local workers. Members of Local 502 are your friends, neighbors, and children's coaches. For more information, go to lu502.com. Local 502, built on excellence, building a better tomorrow. Mitch Craig Heating and Cooling, serving the Kentuckiana area, specializing in residential changeout. Mitch Craig Heating and Cooling offers free second opinions. If you get some bad news from your heating and air guy, call Mitch Craig Heating and Cooling. 812-786-0469 for a second opinion. Call Mitch Craig Heating and Cooling. Again, 812-786-0469. Governor Holcomb, I love how high school sports teach the importance of the journey. I couldn't agree more, Commissioner Neidig. Before any measure of success is achieved, like making a winning play or earning a state championship, student-athletes go on an essential journey that humbles and teaches them every step of the way. The lessons learned along the journey of high school sports are about so much more than just the game. Student-athletes learn how to persevere through adversity, never give up, and to get better every day. 
This second classroom teaches the skills, behaviors, and attitudes student athletes need to be successful on the playing field and in life. There's no better training ground for today's teens on their way to becoming tomorrow's leaders. Support the vital work of education-based athletics by buying a ticket to your high school's athletic events. This is keeping education in front of athletics. This is the journey of high school sports. This is your IHSAA. When design is key to your landscape project, give Walnut Ridge Landscape and Design a call at 812-288-6691. Walnut Ridge has more experience than any landscape company in the area. Remember, Walnut Ridge Landscape and Design. When design is key to your project and you want the most experienced landscaping company in the area, give Walnut Ridge a call at 812-288-6691. Walnut Ridge Landscape and Design. When design is key. In times of financial uncertainty, how can you stay on track? Call on someone who's invested in your success. I'm Scott Aldridge, your Jeffersonville Edward Jones Financial Advisor. At Edward Jones, we believe in building a complete picture of your financial life, including your unique goals and passions, so we can help you work toward achieving what's most important to you. Call me at 812-282-0000 or visit edwardjones.com to get started today. Edward Jones member SIPC. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Let's win this and for all the small schools who never had a chance to get here. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Let's win for Coach. You got us here. Here's Matt Dennison. All right, we're back on this Monday edition of the program. Chad Gilbert set to join us here in just a few moments, so stay tuned for that, our final segment of this Monday program. I mentioned the TBT at Freedom Hall. It begins at least for the Ville team on Tuesday night at 7 o'clock, and you heard Coach Lieberman say earlier in the broadcast today he thinks around 6,500 to 7,000 tickets have been sold, which i got to tell you, that'll be an outstanding crowd for the old Freedom Hall facility and also, if you missed that interview in segment one today, Coach talked about uh, the TBT people wanting a U.K. alumni team and wanting an Indiana alumni team as well. So we'll see uh, in future summers, maybe if we have a little bit more from a local uh, college basketball alumni perspective to pay attention to, that would be really, really cool. So I'm going to try to check things out at Freedom Hall. Of course, it doesn't take much for me to get to a – basketball event when you're a, a hoop head for sure but I'm just curious about the environment and what it's like and uh, went to the million dollar game last year John Mugar the uh, founder of the TBT has been on this show before I'm sure we'll have him on again in advance of the million dollar game but uh, it was awesome it was exhilarating uh, didn't know any player or anybody involved really in the million dollar game and had no connection to us locally or any of the college programs locally but uh, sure neat to see uh, somebody win a million dollars. Now, they actually have to list it on the website. If you go to the TBT website, click on the Ville or click on any team that you're interested in, not only do they have the roster and tell you more about the players, but they already have to determine um, how the split is going to go as far as who's going to get money. Is it going to be an even split among the players and coaches or coaches and play, or I should say are players going to get more than the coaches? Is a big-name guy like a Peyton Siva or a Russ Smith or someone that maybe is still playing professional basketball overseas, are they going to get a bigger split of the pie if they win the million dollars? That has to be predetermined, so that is interesting that they actually publish that information, but it uh, should be fun. We'll see if the Ville team can win and advance and continue, uh, but definitely uh, some basketball ahead at Freedom Hall. Anytime you got hoops at Freedom Hall, uh, it's a good time. High school football begins in less than a month. This past Friday night was one month out, and of course, really, we're three weeks away or less than three weeks away from the official scrimmages. Now, a lot of the high school teams are doing their two-day workouts and practices, and sometimes that includes some scrimmage games or mini-games against other local teams. I know that Charlestown and Jeff and a handful of teams had a scrimmage up at Charlestown last week. But the official scrimmages less than three weeks from 
Friday night, this past Friday night. So we are uh, getting close to the start of the season. No bigger game in week one than uh, Charlestown at Silver Creek. That is the battle of Highway 403 as it is billed. Uh, Charlestown coming off a great season. Silver Creek, we'll see what their team looks like this year. And another sidebar to that, in addition to the rivalry, in addition to um, all the things that go, it's a Mid-Southern Conference game right out of the gate. In addition to all of that, um, it is a new field, a new facility for Silver Creek. So a lot of excitement there in Sellersburg about Silver Creek High School and some of the renovations that have completed and others that I think still need to happen and are well underway. It's going to be a different year at Silver Creek with all of the construction and things like that. I remember being a senior at New Albany High School with all the new building construction going on and it just it was a mess. It absolutely was a mess. But when it finally gets done like the football field is almost done, I'm told, uh, it's, it's super nice. So Silver Creek will debut their new football facility coming up uh, on Friday night, August 18th. That's week one of the regular season. Also that week, Clarksville, they will be at Scottsburg. Floyd Central at Louisville St. X. Now that's surprising to me. Floyd Central has opened up for years against Louisville Mail, and I think only one time were they able to beat Mail back in like 2011 maybe uh, in most games against Mail, it's not really that close three or four touchdowns it seems at least for Mail, who's been one of the top 6-8 programs in the state of Kentucky so I get dropping Mail and maybe opening the season with somebody different that you can be a little bit more competitive with but how about this the Highlanders drop Mail and they add St. X another power in Louisville high school football so that is an interesting game for Floyd and a tough one for them out of the gate uh, other first round, or I should say week one games, Jeffersonville, a new week one opponent this year. They will take on Whiteland in Jeffersonville. New Albany will go on the road. They will play at Franklin. I believe that is a new week one game for the Bulldogs as well. Providence will host Indianapolis-Washington in week one of the season. And also uh, Silver Creek, of course, taking on Charlestown. That is the lay of the land uh, for week one of high school football. It will be here before you know it. Uh, We'll see if our local area this year, how things stand, who some of the top teams should be. As always, a lot of question marks about high school football, who's going to be the king of the area. And do we have a team that can make a run in the tournament? That's always a question I ask at this time of year. Uh, So many sports, you know, basketball, even boys and girls, and baseball, volleyball, other sports, you just know that we've got a great chance coming out of this area with all the tradition and the sports and the coaches and the uh, college-level players here. You know that we're going to make some runs out of southern Indiana for some of those sports, but football is one where we don't typically see a lot of postseason success. You would have to go to New Albany's real surprise breakthrough to get to a semi-state a few years ago uh, as far as a real last opportunity uh, that a team from this area saw big success in the postseason, and that really was a big surprise, no question about that. Uh, Okay, that's going to wrap things up for Monday. We've been unable to connect with Chad Gilbert. We'll be back with you Tuesday through Friday this week. You can find us right here on the Big X, 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, and streaming online at BigXSportsRadio.com. If you missed the live show, you can always find us as a podcast. All you got to do is search for the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. You'll find us basically anywhere you listen to podcasts so check us out on demand there as well and we'll be back on tuesday uh mike schumann of the daily hoosier set to join for a conversation on iu basketball football and more have a great monday back with you tuesday this is the hoosier report with matt dennison